I got an idea. Let's take a group of murderous outlaws with no regard for hygiene, morals, or OSHA standards and idolize them in a kid's movie. I don't see why not. It's Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl on the movies underground. Thanks to Gore Verbinski, this banked over $654 million at the box office. Find out at the end of the episode what Stallone movie we'll be watching next week. I'm Kevin. Let's go join Lori in the theater. Full spoilers ahead. I find it so funny that somebody that says Caribbean, right? Mm-hmm. In normal, like, I'm going to the Caribbean. And as soon mm-hmm. as they talk about this movie, it's the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and I, I've noticed this. I'm like, why does, like, it's the same word. You change the pronunciation just because it's a movie or the place. <laughs> I'm dumbfounded. I, what is that? <laughs> That's like my pet peeve with people who cook and... The only time they have a Spanish or an Italian accent is when they <laughs> say the word, the names of certain foods. Yeah, I say um, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's me. What, what are you? I think I say both. Oh. I'm not sure which one is right. <laughs> you're, you're the flip-flopper. <laughs> um, but if I had to, I would want to say Caribbean. I don't know why. You know what? Hmm. I'm going to ask Mr. Google to pronounce it for me. Pronunciation of Caribbean. 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 It says it the same way that you did. I wonder if you said it the other way, if it would just say it back to you. That's a good idea. Pronunciation of Caribbean. Caribbean. Nope. Nope. Okay. It's Caribbean. (laughs) So this is Pirates of the Caribbean. The Curse okay. of the Black Pearl, 2003, yes. the first one. There are now, I believe, five pirate movies, and I think a sixth on the way. But nice. we, don't, we don't have that yet. So, now. Curse of the Black Pearl is where it all started. And I do know that in 2003, this was actually meant to be a standalone movie. Oh. Yep. I'm surprised by that. Especially with Johnny Depp being the the star. But doesn't Johnny Depp have a bunch of standalone movies under his belt? Yeah, but this is like ripe for like sequels. Cash cows. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a whole, I don't know. It's almost a guilty pleasure that I like this movie so much because it is yeah. so produced and backed by Disney and all those things that make it so corporate. But they, when you do everything right, you just got to give credit where credit is due. And they made a good movie. They did. So. And I have this thing where sometimes I have to really let go of this because I'm missing out on some good movies. And I think I've mentioned this before, but Sometimes I judge a movie thinking that it's geared towards kids and that I won't like it. Yep. (laughs) And this may have fallen into that until we talked about watching it here. And I'm so glad I did because same, I love this movie. And I think (laughs) I think he was excellent in this. And and this was your first watching, correct? So I I watched it. At the beginning of the summer, when we first talked about it, 
And then I watched it again two days ago. Gotcha. And I'm glad I did because I had some questions that were answered on the second watching. Yeah, this is one is ripe for the multiple watchings. You know, okay. you pick up on more, you get more of the plot, and especially going into the other movies, the stuff that they tied into this first one that were very subtle things really pull through to the next couple movies. And I- I've seen this many times. I saw it probably back in 2003 when it came out, you okay. know, like, and I've watched it over the years, and I have seen all five. As of recently, I binge watched, uh, what, two months ago. I, I watched Did all you? five in like a week. Yeah. And it was interesting because when you watch them so close together, you know, like you remember those fine details that strung together. So, right. It it was a, it was a fun, it was a lot of watching, but it was a fun experiment. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a Gore Verbinski movie. This was Gore Verbinski. And I, I did, I wasn't very familiar with his name. So I looked him up. Um, do you know him well? Do you like his work? I don't. I know him as one of those very like corporate Hollywood directors, but I don't know a lot of his catalog. So he directed Rango with Johnny Depp. Makes sense. He directed The Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Um, more of the the pirate movies. Uh, with Johnny the Weatherman. Depp. Yeah, right. With Johnny Depp. <laughs> Uh, the Weatherman with Nicolas Cage. Was Shawnee Depp in it? Maybe. No. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. The Ring. He directed The Ring. Really? Okay. Yeah. And Mouse Hunt. So, you know. Oh. The Ring and Mouse Hunt. The, they're oh, good similar. for him. He's stretching <laughs> his legs. Right. <laughs> okay. So, you give him a little credit. You know, like, I think I those did. are mostly all, like, the big corporate tentpole movies, you know. And- so, a lot of Disney work, too, I see. Yeah. Good work if you can get it, I guess, right? I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. I mean, when your movie is based on an actual Disney theme park ride, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's going to be a cash cow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of my first question, right? Is how many of these movies that were based on, well, first you had movies based on video games and those turned out pretty well. And then you had movies based on comic books and those blew up right movies based on theme park rides i can't think of another successful franchise other than pirates of the caribbean movies based on fairy tales which probably prompted them to do something like pirates of the caribbean (laughs) right but how many how many other movies based on a theme park ride can you think of that were actually like successful even in the least so um i can't think of any but i actually didn't know that the theme park ride came before the movie by like 60 years (laughs) oh really I, I, I think don't Pirates I of the Caribbean was, I think, one of the original Disney park rides. Really? When and they first I've been opened. there a few times and I don't even remember it. And that's not just based upon the Jurassic Park quote from Ian Malcolm. <laughs> well, John, oh, yeah. <laughs> when when Disney first opened, the pirates didn't try and eat the tourists. <laughs> no. Right? I, I do think it actually is one of the first rides. But yeah, so like wow. I, I can think of Disney did this with the Jungle Cruise. That was actually a pretty good movie. I guess that hasn't had enough time 
to actually get a sequel or steep in the pop culture. Um, Haunted Mansion, also based on a Disney ride. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it Not successful. I don't think it was that great. And obviously, we haven't heard anything about it for like 10, 10 years or 15 years, maybe. I'd have to look that yeah. up. Yeah. And then I think a few others. So, yeah. I think Pirates is that one-off, but I also think it has a lot to do with people's love of Pirates in general. Mm-hmm. Today, I would say that. Today just happens to be the release day of uh, Return of Monkey Island, which is a Pirates video game from my childhood that really? Disney also owns the rights to. And I, as a kid, always wanted to see a Monkey Island movie, but because Disney owned both Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and Monkey Island. And the two are very similar. They have a ghost pirate in it and everything. It'd be too much stepping on the toes of the other franchise. So I don't think we'll ever get that. But like people right. just love the pirates. So I think this was just a a money win from the get-go. Definitely. And again, with that that cast was um that cast was really good. I I couldn't imagine anybody else playing Jack Sparrow other than Johnny Depp <laughs> after you see him do it I don't know that would be that's hard to beat I actually had a similar thought when I was watching this earlier there isn't a person in this cast that I would if I was the director replace like there was no oh, yeah, bad no. character there was a lot of unnamed you know like very unknown actors in this movie but they were perfect for their roles and yes. like the just like the looks on their faces like they they do you know what i loved oh no what is it i loved the dueling sides of the bumbling idiots i think i know who you're talking about right <laughs> and they have names but i don't think they ever yes. say it it's uh Rigetti and pintel um I the was laurel and hardy at- Yes, duo, and they had two of them on the pirate side, and then there was two officers too on the yes, yeah, yeah, the navy side that played that same role. Oh, funny, yeah, um, they did kind of have yeah. a mirror. I didn't notice that. It was Rigetti and Pentel. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they did amazing. And I, like they're they're actors, but I've never heard of them or seen them before. Yeah, but they were perfect for these roles. They sure were. Like everybody was. I'm telling the story. <laughs> that was good. That was good. It was good. like they were they were like an old married couple. Yes. That's exactly what they were like. I mean, Johnny Depp, great. You know, Orlando Bloom, and then, also great, right? But I love that they yeah. didn't have like the whole cast wasn't like the Kira Knightley beautiful role. You know, like they right. they had those, you know, like harsh, rough looking actors and it was, it was fantastic and that's yeah, not, even, not a hit against the actors themselves no not at all um zoe saldana i was yep. uh i i was surprised to see her i didn't realize she was in it i i How know old, what i was gonna say this must have been 2003 before yeah but before she started getting really big i guess because I don't know. I, I'm so used to her in starring roles. Yes. You know? I think this must have been one of her first, you know, like, I don't know, yeah. big breaks at least. Um, I don't know for sure. But yes, I, I was surprised to go back and notice her in these. So I guess in Pirates of the Caribbean. So let's just jump into the plot a little bit here. Yes. This doesn't really go along with the ride itself. 
I guess we'll jump into that later. I don't know how they actually tied in or pulled this plot out of their butts. But what uh, Johnny Depp's character is Captain Jack Sparrow. And I guess it's kind of like his story of trying to get his pirate ship back as the not-so-famous, not-so-successful pirate trying to get his redemption. Yep. And along the way, uh, pulls in Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley, who are just two, I guess, normal, everyday citizens living in Jamaica. Yeah. Right? Port Royal. Right. Port Royal. Port Royal. And then we find out that the pirates that he's fighting are actually ghost pirates, zombie pirates, because there's a curse from the ancient Aztec gold that they all have to return, which is where they needed Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley for. And, you know, that was one of the the questions. After I watched it the first time, um, I was wondering, why was it uh, why was it that guy that they needed, you know? Yes. And then after the second watching, I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. <laughs> yep. It definitely needs a after, second watching. I'm telling the story. <laughs> that's where I, that's where it made sense. Yes. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yes. Full circle. So this had like one of the best introductions for a character in this. Captain Jack Sparrow, when you first see him coming in the movie, coming in on a, a shipwreck boat that's sinking, yep. bailing it out. Yep. <laughs> And making dock just off of holding on to the mast, just making first step onto the dock as the boat fully sinks. Couldn't have been better timing. No, and, uh, and I'm wondering if that's the if that's the the boat that uh, I forget Zoe Saldana's name in that in the movie, but Anna Maria. Remember, she said you stole you stole my boat, yes, my ship. It's probably a ship. I'm. I'm yeah, it's kind of like not using the right word. Well, you're obviously not a billionaire, right? I'm not. Yeah, because they don't call them boats; they call them so yachts. I don't know where the cutoff is exactly. <laughs> yeah. When does it become a ship? So this is actually, according to IMDb, this is like her sixth movie. Really? Yeah, I was gonna say he, you know, he starts out in classic pirate fashion. You know, he calls himself dishonest, and the guy's like, it's a shilling to <laughs> park your ship. I'm sure he didn't say park. It was more probably something like dock. Right. But he's all, how about three shillings, and we forget the name. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Port Royal, Mr. Smith. Right? <laughs> Mr. Smith, yes. Yeah, you know, like the, some of the dialogue, the writing is really clever. Like the banter that they put into this. Yes. was so playful when he was talking to those two um, British soldiers on that dock right at the beginning, right? Yes. And no no lies. And so he tells him the truth and he goes, but we told you not to lie. Well, how do we know he's not lying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the whole back and forth they had, it was, it was some well-written dialogue and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen a ship with black sails crewed by the damned. No. <laughs> yes. I've seen it. It's real. And no ship could not be crewed by the damned. Yes. 
I mean, we yes. we didn't do those lines justice, but like the back and forth banter was yes. phenomenal. Exactly, and it was the and those two were the the counterparts of the of the pirates <laughs> we were talking about before. Yeah, Pintel and Rigetti. Yes. Yep. And, and even the fact that they like subtly put in these lines right in the beginning from the you know the worst pirate the worst pirate the worst pirate you've ever seen and then when they finally make way and they take that first ship from them by commandeering the other ship that they didn't want so that they would get the ship that they did want ready and then it pays off and the one like subordinate like the lieutenant goes that must be the best pirate i've ever seen (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Right. He goes from the worst to the best in a matter of minutes. Yeah, and Johnny Depp coming in on that sinking ship was kind of like that whole metaphor for like how bad of a pirate he is. He's just on a sinking ship, and so finally, yep. he's becoming the real pirate. And and it's just so it's funny because it's so effortless. Yes, he, you know he makes it look so effortless. Yeah, you get swept up in the energy of all the stuff that they had. I, I yeah. do have some qualms about some of the physics they had with them walking underwater with the full canoe over top of their head. <laughs> okay. I mean, anybody with a swimming pool that has like even that like floaty raft thing knows you can't pull that thing underwater because it's got so much air in it. Like <laughs> it takes a a tremendous amount of effort to get that underwater, <laughs> let alone a full canoe's worth of air to get that deep underwater. Right. But I thought it was inc- incredibly inventive, and I loved it. But I was like, there's no way that would work. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they actually did a Mythbusters episode on that. that ver- did they? Yeah, on Pirates of the Caribbean. And I don't remember what the answer was, but I'm very confident that it would be that you no, cannot The only that. way that would work is if the water level was exactly their height. Well, like if it was they were, you know, if they were walking on the ground, but their heads were above water and then the boat was just on top of the yeah, water, if the boat was on top of the water. But then yeah. that would have raised a lot of red flags. I do love the way that they yes. did it, but yeah, it wouldn't have worked that way. Nah, nah. And uh, on, on a side note, too, because I am avid movie prop, you know, collector, yes. aficionado, I know you are. whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Connoisseur. Connoisseur. There's a great show <laughs> on Disney Plus. That is prop culture. Oh. And they, they talk about the props are all of these great movies, Disney movies, obviously. And mm. Pirates is one of them. And they actually have some of those props from the movie are still in that. I think it's St. John's Island down in the oh. Caribbean. Caribbean. <laughs> and the mask. That- Wait, which one was right? <laughs> <laughs> They're both right now. <laughs> They are. Uh, the mask that he first sails in on, that's actually in oh. somebody's bar down in St. John's. The actual so screen-used cool. mask. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think- I think that's cool too. that people keep that stuff alive, even you. Even though you're reproducing, you know, the energy and the, the love you're putting into making these things. Yes. I, and <laughs> it just keeps these movies alive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, if you haven't seen that, I would strongly recommend it's a great watch to see some of these pieces up close, you know, like the costumes, they yeah. pulled the costumes out for the pirates and all those things that Johnny Depp had in his hair. Oh, yeah. You know, seeing them up close of what they actually are, but a lot of effort went into that stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing um, when you watch like the process of putting the makeup on and, the, and, and designing the wardrobe and all of that, yeah. And even like... 
in the first like quarter of this movie when you're kind of you're in that first town port royal and you know it's a british military fort and stuff like that and i i was thinking and i have limited knowledge of history and pirates but this is amazingly accurate for like something that's just a, a, a quote kids movie is what you call it <laughs> right i stand corrected i mean like uh, all the the british regulars and like the fort stuff that that all looked phenomenally accurate to me i mean uh, oh yeah like the commodore and the the governor and all that yep and the way that the, they had the town the set up the structure yeah 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 and like just getting that many british regulars like uniforms put together for a movie like this that's no small undertaking and so now I was I was very surprised that they were as accurate. And the towns are real, too. Tortuga, really? Port Royal. Those are all real islands and ports. Yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not where they filmed Tortuga. for some reason. <laughs> they weren't filmed there? They weren't filmed on, like, Tortuga. and well, I think it was St. John's, and I think it was Hawaii, maybe. Something oh. like that. Okay. Yeah. But I'm like, well, if you're going to use but the towns. But they referenced the real place, got you. Yes, they did reference, like, Port Royal was a real, or uh, Jamaica was the real capital of the Caribbean, I think. Again, we're getting into history. I know more about movies than history. So exactly. maybe we should I'm not even veer off try that and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try and challenge that. Yes, you are correct yes. as far as I'm concerned. Um, so how dumb is... I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> How dumb is Barbosa leaving it, trying to leave him in the same place twice? Didn't you learn your lesson the first time? You know, I didn't think of that, right? Didn't they leave him in the same spot twice? He did. He did. And I didn't think of the whole fact that if he got off the island one time, maybe he had a secret. I guess it was more of like you got lucky the first time. And, like, you're not going to get lucky a second time, which he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. So, you're yep. right. And, you know, A second time, he strapped himself to two sea turtles and rode yes. ashore. Yeah, made with the rope from his own back hair. Yes, that, that was, that's true. So, I guess yes, it was we found out. a fool me twice, shame on me for Barbosa <laughs> there. He was like... If it if he could have said WTF, that was the look on his <laughs> yes. face. That's impossible. Yeah. Uh, I did love that. And you know what? So I kind of came to love Barbosa the most. I mean, no. Oh, really? L let me take that back. I love Kira Knightley yeah. the most. I mean, hands down. Well, Kira Knightley. Yeah. Okay. Love okay. her the most. Now that we're clear on that. Now that we're clear on that. But for character like Jeffrey Rush played the perfect Barbosa, and I think he stole the show. He was my favorite character, and he was the villain, right? He, yeah. he was the ghost pirate, whatever. But I wanted him to succeed, and, like, you know, like, I, I felt for him, and, like, I really took his plight, and, like, okay, a little bit of, um, what do you call it when you have the syndrome where you, you, you identify with your captors? Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, and it's escaping me, but yes. Insert name here. <laughs> As you wish, Kevin. Stockholm Syndrome is when you have positive feelings towards an aggressor or captor. 
Sir, if you'll not be needing me, I'll close down for a while. Yeah. <laughs> that syndrome. Yeah, that syndrome. Um, yeah, so, like, he was the character I was rooting for, like, the whole time, yeah. even though you're supposed to root for Jack Sparrow. Well, I was rooting for Jack Sparrow, um, but I did feel bad. I felt bad about the apple. He really, really wanted to eat that apple. He wanted to taste that apple. That's right. So He carried it with him that whole time. Yeah, that was kind of the thread they pulled through when he first met Elizabeth Swan, Idiot. telling her all about his obsession with apples. <laughs> yep. And that he can never taste another apple because of this curse and how bad he wanted it. And like, this is like the first time, like you start to like, okay, somebody just give him an apple. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I know he's bad, but I don't want him to, <laughs> to suffer. I know. And, and how ironic was it without me giving anything away yeah. how ironic was it in the end which part hmm. how do i not give it away right, maybe we'll just get there all right maybe we'll get so, there later yeah we will i'll i'll come back to that when we're there so the irony of it all yes so as he's explaining this whole Apple thing, right? This is the first time you actually get to see them as ghost pirates. And this was 2003 yes. special effects. How do you think they held up? Oh, I think it was good. Seeing that it's 2022, you know, like where our standards yeah. for CGI are way higher now. They are, but, you know, it's a it's a zombie skeleton. There's not really, <laughs> I don't know that you can do it much better than they did it. You can't screw that up, huh? Right. I think they did a great job, even in 2003 standards. I think they it are. held up extremely well. You know, and all the Agreed. pirates, when they're walking underwater on the, the bottom of the ocean and the flow and the, yep. the look of it through the moonlight, I think it all looks fantastic. It's got that, like, um, dreamy vibe to it. You know, like, it's not hyper-realistic. It looks like, you know, I'm... In a cartoon, but it's a real world cartoon, you know, like enough yes. of that exaggeration to make it very interesting. And I think they did a great job. And mm-hmm. and the pirate monkey, too. <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking about that little guy. <laughs> His face as soon as he was like, oh, I'm dead. Yes. <laughs> and now that pirate monkey does come back. And I think in almost every other movie. Oh, really? Close to it. That's funny. Yeah. Small cameos, but like, I, I was, it's always a laugh to see the pirate monkey for some reason yep. is still a zombie pirate monkey. <laughs> so, saying that, I'm wondering does. Remember the parrot that speaks for the guy Cotton. who has no tongue? Cotton. Does that parrot keep coming back to? Because I there was a was. point in this movie where the parrot, and I looked at the, I haven't seen the other movies, but I saw the titles, mm-hmm. and there was a point in this movie where that parrot starts singing, Dead Man Tell No Tales. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, is that foreshadowing? <laughs> I feel like that's foreshadowing. I, he is oh. in the other movies. I don't think he makes it in all of them, but yes, yeah. he also does come back. And I, I think most of the cast does reprise their roles without spoiling who doesn't make it, 
you know, right? <laughs> you will see most of the cast come back, even the little players to Jack Sparrow, which I, I guess we should talk about this now. The the new movie coming out might not have Johnny Depp in it. Would that I go ahead? Would it stop you I, from seeing this? I think this? they would make a mistake by not having him in that role. Yeah, and we did talk about this a little bit in the episode of um, the murder mystery that we did. The yes, and like murder on the Orient Express because he was in that. Right. So, does Johnny Depp's personal life affect you seeing his movies or or whatnot? And I think we both came to the conclusion that no, it shouldn't or it doesn't, especially in this case because I think he kind of got like exonerated a little bit. Well, that's the whole thing for me. It would depend on the outcome. He was exonerated, so it doesn't affect it. It makes me root for him more. Um, if it turned out that, you know, he was an abuser, then that I wouldn't want to watch his movies on principle. Yeah, so I guess as a side note for me, I really wish that we, like going back to the 70s and 80s, I wish we didn't know as much about the personal lives of celebrities and heroes like part of me thinks i don't need to know this and too much of it like affects my opinions whether i'm going to see a movie or not Mm -hmm. and like i would rather be blissfully ignorant like that's their personal life i don't need to know i don't know that person right (laughs) And, and i shouldn't be judging their work based upon that and so like when people get very political or when they get very like in the media I'm like, I, I don't want to know this about people. I mean, and when I do, I don't feel like as a good citizen, I can support you. But then it ruins right. like, I love that right. movie and now I can never watch it again. Exactly. <laughs> like Exactly. So either all celebrities should just keep their nose clean and everyone be happy or stop posting so much crap on Instagram that I don't want to know this stuff. I mean... Do these people understand the murder we got away with? Because there were no cell phones. There was no video evidence. You could... Never mind. (laughs) Yes. I'm done. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. End of rant. So that is to say that he might not be in the next Pirates movie. And being that there's already five, if Johnny Depp isn't in number six, I don't think there needs to be a number six. Yeah, I don't think I would even bother with that one because it would be, I feel like it would be, I, um, the word I want to use is escaping me, but <laughs> I would feel I was betraying him by watching that movie. Really? Like I was cheating on it. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that, no, that's not him. Yeah, a little bit. You're not Jack Sparrow. Try again. Yeah, and the movie is so based around Jack Sparrow. It's like you could follow Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley. Sure. Yeah. But at the same time, like, those two didn't have the, you know, like, they were the salt to Johnny Depp's pepper, you know, like, you needed both. I feel like, the and and again, I haven't seen the rest of these movies. I haven't even really, you know, looked at the synopsis for them or whatever, but I feel like he is on a mission that this is just a small piece of, like, there's something he's going towards because... I feel like the so he has this compass, right? Yes, the compass. He has a compass, and this compass is going to tell him where 
where the island is because it's only known to those who knows where it is, right? That, that's exactly Wait, it. I don't think I said that right. <laughs> no, you, you did say it right. To those who know where it is. Right. So, but I feel like, so he's still, but he's still using it, you know? Yeah. So I feel like he th- that compass it not only was to, to lead him to where he got to, but to somewhere else as well. You picked up on it, and like so, I think we can start to get into a little bit of the spoilers, you know, coming okay. up. Okay. And good because I'm having trouble <laughs> keeping my mouth closed. Okay. So that compass, like, played such a small part in this movie. I think that uh, uh, Briggs, I think his name was, did at one point mention, "I the compass doesn't point north, but we're not trying to find north, are we?" And like he did say that, that was a small segment of this movie. And that is the main key plot of the next two movies is that compass. Okay. And so the spoiler being that that compass doesn't point north. It points to the thing that you desire the most in the world. It leads you to whatever that is. Okay. So now I'm intrigued because I really thought the Black Pearl itself was what he wanted most in the world. And it was. That's what led him. And what he wanted most was to get to that cave in order to get back his black pearl. So he right. had to go to the cave. And then at one point, I think in the next movie, like he's trying to find something he truly desires. And the compass keeps keeps pointing to the rum on the table because he really wants a drink. So he has to stop and take a drink. So the compass will point to something else. <laughs> oh, I got yeah. you. All right. Yeah. That, that sounds fun. So it was a small tiny little prop in this one but it's it's the main driving element of the next two movies and i think okay they had to like because i said this was supposed to be a one-off movie they had to think where are we going with this now (laughs) right oh you know what good point yeah yeah now now he's got to have now there's got to be an end game if they're like um three four movie franchise minimum (laughs) (laughs) yes yep so yep. they get to that cave, right? So this is where everything kind of like comes to a head. And they're going to break the curse by collecting all of the Aztec gold coins back and repaying the blood of all the people that, you know, started this curse, Inclu- yep. including Kira Knightley's or, you know, Elizabeth Turner. Yes. Because she lied to him at first, right? Because she did lie. And it's the quintessential pirate's treasure, hidden pirate treasure cave when when you first get, when you get that first look at it. Like it's dripping, it's just got piles and hills (laughs) of coins and um, gold and jewels. Urns and jewels, yeah, everything and the big chest of coins, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know exactly what that is. (laughs) And so, a fun little point in the movie, the gold coin that um, Will Turner wears on his necklace, or it was his to begin with, right? That coin has two different sides, one of which is this kind of like spiral-looking square thing, and then obviously the skull. But when they do the cut where they have to cut his hand and drop the bloody coin into the chest... It looked weird when the coin spun in the air to go back and forth between this really weird square spiral to a skull for squares. So they made the coin to have the same face on both halves of it. 
as it fell, it would, you know, like it was just a skull on both sides. I can't believe you picked up on that. Well, because I... I never would have noticed I that. was looking to replicate it um, at one point, and I went back to the earlier scenes when he's holding it, and you can kind of see the squared off edge. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. So when you go, you obviously want to watch the one where it's falling because that's the best shot of it. And like I had looked it up online, and sure enough, yes, the original one had the squares, but they had to, to change it. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't look nearly as good. <laughs> the the of square spiral. Of course you spiral. were going to replicate this coin. I thought, of, of, I thought of it. I haven't done it yet, but I thought of it. Now, but, warming up the 3D printer. Yeah. But the square spirals did not look as good on the gold coins. And you never see it like almost anywhere in the movie except for when he's like holding it back to it in his hand. Hmm. I like the skull. You know, skulls are my thing. Yes. I like the skull side best. I think everybody did. And I think they made a the right choice making it the same on both sides. Okay. Yeah. You know what's funny? Talking about skulls, which I love, and not knowing this is going to be funny. Mm. This was 2003? Okay. So, in 2012, I went to Disney World, and from the one of the gift shops, I bought a skull, because I like skulls, Mm. and it's a bottle opener magnet for the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. And when I flipped it over, it said Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, who cares? It's a skull. I yeah. love it. And I bought nice. it. Nice. <laughs> and it's been on my fringe ever since. And I just thought of it. Sweet. See? <laughs> You're a prop collector, too. I am. <laughs> that's just the start. Savvy? Yeah. Savvy. <laughs> I think that's going to be my new favorite <laughs> word. Yeah, I think... Um... Johnny Depp actually got a lot of his mannerisms from Keith Richards, he said. That's where a lot of his inspiration for the character came from. That whole, you know, savvy mate. Yeah. And I loved the scene where Will Turner hears, you know, that he was abandoned and all that. And he's like, is that where all that comes from? Yeah. yeah, I love that they pulled that in. Yeah, that's so funny. And I love that, I mean, spoiler alert, he tells you I'm dishonest, but everything he does throughout the course of the movie, he winds up not only doing the right thing, but also doing it in a way that benefits him and moves him closer to his goal as well. Yes, he was... Back before there was such things as a social engineer, right? He was socially engineering all these people to do his bidding. Right from the the very first prison scene when he was in that jail cell and he got Will Turner to let him go. As soon as he learned, Mm -hmm. oh, you can help me out later. I'm going to befriend you and carry you along the way through this plot. And then turn you in at the end. But he doesn't do him bad, right? Right. He, he does end up helping him, but he, <laughs> I think they said it best towards the end when Elizabeth came into the cave and they're fighting. Everyone's fighting. And she asks, whose side is Jack on? <laughs> and Will's response is, do you mean at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> you never know where he's coming. Again, some gr- exactly. some great quotes and some great banter came out of this. And like the plot also... I, I think was well written, not just the dialogue, because the whole concept that he 
had engineered how to get the the British military to take over the pirates for him, but then knew that the British weren't going to listen to him. So he became the zombie pirate himself in order to fight Barbosa and then hold this his one shot for the last possible second. Okay, yes. which brings me to the irony of it all. Yes. The you one shot. I did. <laughs> the one shot that Barbosa meant for him. No, Sparrow meant for Barbosa. Yeah, but Barbosa gave him the gun the first time he oh, abandoned yes. him on the island. Yes, okay. That shot was meant for Jack, yeah. and guess who would end up getting? Yes, exactly. That's my irony. That that was heartbreaking. And watching the apple roll out of his hands after mm-hmm. Barbosa had been defeated without a bite being taken out of. It's like, oh, just yep. give the guy a bite. He never got the bite. He was he was my favorite. <laughs> But but when he said, ah, I feel like I wasn't expecting anything even after I didn't need anything after that. Just, oh, my God, I can feel something. I feel cold. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's not what I was expecting. OK, so here's here's a little nitpick. And like, I, I know this is, we're looking too deep into it. And I don't like yeah. when people do this stuff at the very beginning. When the zombie pirates are first attacking the city, before you know that they're zombies, she dumps the the bedpan of hot coals over his head. Remember? The thing that keeps your feet warm when you're in Jamaica, which I don't know why you need the the hot bed of coals in your your blankets in Jamaica. The servant put it under her bed and said, yeah, But she used it to fight off the pirates when they were attacking the mansion. Yeah. And she opened the thing and the coals dumped on one of the zombie pirates. And he goes, ah, it burns. It burns. I was like, oh, wait a second. So when you're watching it. I thought you. Yeah. Yeah. I I can feel nothing. You know. (laughs) I get you. Food turns to ash in our mouths. You know, like, and that whole thing. And then he finally feels cold. I'm like, yeah, but the other zombie pirate said he felt burning in the very beginning, which was a lie. (laughs) I know. Looking too far into it. But yeah, I know. I get it. They were trying to lead the audience that they were normal people until a point where they would then turn. So I get it. And I give them that pass, you know, creative license and all. (laughs) And all. But somebody else is going to point it out. So might as well. Might as well be me. Yes. Yeah, no. But a great little plot twist at the end. Johnny Depp becomes the zombie to kind of fight off because he would have lost that battle against a zombie anyway. So becoming a zombie himself allowed him to keep on fighting. Some great fight scenes, great choreography. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was... A lot of sword play. Sword play. I was never bored in this movie. Even during the the down times, dialogue picked up great you know and then when the action starts you know like it was no slow moment for me yeah you know it was funny (laughs) the governor trapped in the room with the ant oh yes (laughs) the disembodied arm when when he comes out his face is all like yeah (laughs) we beat them yes (laughs) yeah and they're all the crew are doing the huzzahs, and the governor yeah. governor is doing the huzzahs on the wrong beat. He's doing them <laughs> in between when everybody else is doing the better. huzzahs, and like, oh, this guy just can't get in line. 
That's right. (laughs) One step behind. And that governor was always one step behind. Oh, yes. But he played the the lovable, bumbling governor. Oh, and then we had the Commodore. Yeah. So this this was my one thing I didn't love. Okay. Not that I didn't love it. It made me pause for a beat and then say, uh, okay, time period, whatever. So- we open the movie, and Elizabeth is what eight? Yeah, yes. <laughs> and on the boat with the Commodore. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Eight and and what? Ten years later, so she's what eighteen, mm-hmm. and he's got to be what in his thirties and wants to marry her. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> I think. But he didn't look like he aged a day. <laughs> no. He did not age a day. <laughs> He didn't, you know, like good for him. No. I guess he was right. He was hiding behind that because there was no Facebook back then for people to know what your birthday or your age was. So he's like, exactly. I'll just date younger and younger. Oh my god! Because oh, at first I was like, ew. <laughs> I keep getting older and they stay the same age. <laughs> you know that the whole thing, right? Yeah, I, I'm not condoning it, but it, it just I, I guess that kind of seemed like what they did in the 1700s. It right? is. It is what they did. Super yes. creepy. Like her father was all for it, and I'm like, my father would have murdered this. <laughs> yeah. <guy." laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like if you knew like your significant other when they were like, you know, like under twelve, thirteen. Under, yeah, like yeah. when you're not a teenager yet. That's that's uh-huh. a little weird because you're like, that is- I remember you when you were just a little kid. Then I married um, you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Weird. Right. Yeah. But yes. I think they're just sweeping that under the rug as this is the 1700s. That's okay. Yeah. She doesn't end up and with him. And she didn't end up with him. Exactly. <laughs> Great minds think alike. In the end, it was exactly. Yeah. In the end, it worked out. So in the end, they break the curse. And who falls in love with Captain James Norrington? Nobody. Nobody. He loses the girl. Com- Commodore. Commodore, Commodore Norrington, Norrington loses the girl and loses the Keira Knightley ends up with Orlando Bloom, as everyone knew would happen. I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah. I think we're in that spoiler territory now. Yes. I mean, you're like, they are such a power couple. Like, you, you wanted to see them get together. You know, like, what a great match, you know? Yeah. Of course they were going to end up together. Yes. Yeah. The underdog and the princess, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was, I thought it was awesome how they had Commodore Norrington give that little blessing almost to Will at the end when he said, I expect that the man who made this sword is going to take as much care and and love or whatever he said, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, then he took making the sword for everything else in his life. Like, you better, I mean, translation, take care of her or I'll murder <laughs> yes. you. Yeah, and you, you're you meant to kind of hate him the whole movie, right? He's, uh-huh. you know, one of the, he's, he's one of the pirate antagonists. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, you give him credit. Like, he is taking the higher road to this. And yes. you're like, okay, I misjudged you. I give you a little credit back. 
And and at first, I think all of them too, even the the governor and all of them at first, they were like pirate death. At first, you know, in the beginning yeah. of the movie, and now they're like, okay, you're a pirate, but you're not so bad. That's a good point. Maybe that was the theme of the movie that they were going for. There's, you know, it, it's not so black and white in society. It, like sometimes doing the right thing is doing the wrong thing, as the governor said. Right. Sometimes an act of piracy is itself the right course. <laughs> you know, and he and he also remember when he was outside of the room she, that he thought she was in. And he's like, sometimes the right decision turns out to be the wrong decision. If you know? made for the wrong so, reason. <laughs> and yep. that was it, if made for the wrong reasons. Yep. Because um, even he was thinking that she she doesn't want to marry this guy. Wow. Um, I got so swept up in the, the sword play and the zombies that I, I missed that there was even like a, a theme, like a, uh, what do you call it? Oh, man, I can't think of words. I know I'm losing my words too. I, a the, moral, yes. There, there a was moral a moral to, the to this whole story, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, but because you know when I was started giggling before because I was remembering he just pulled her out of death's door out of the ocean where she was drowning. Jack Sparrow saved her, mm-hmm. and the second they're up on the dock, <laughs> and oh, pirate, pang him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she was the first to kind of step in and say, like, there's got to be a middle ground. Yes. Like, he just did a good thing. Let's not condemn him right away for it. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then towards the end, it's like, now we have to think a little bit broader. Anna? Good for them. It's very exactly. forward thinking Don't in judge a 1727. Pirate. Exactly. Don't judge a pirate by its cover. Yeah. So... I got to say, like, obviously, it's very well known that I loved the movie. You know, like, I, there, if there's even a point to rating it, because you like, I just gushed about it the whole episode, right? Well, let it be well known that I also love this movie, and I will be watching the rest of them. Yeah. I did not think that I would enjoy it this much. Yeah. Uh, I, as much as I would want another one, I just want to enjoy these without spoiling anything going forward you know if disney Mm -hmm. if you're listening there's my two cents you know um i think a lot of the movies have done this lately like the matrix i know you haven't seen the matrix which we got to talk about that but yes when they went back and they you know did the 20 year sequel the nostalgic sequel of matrix and they kind of like rewrote some they retconned some of the original matrix stuff i'm like I would have rather you left it alone and it was a great movie. Now you're unraveling it. So the next time I watch the original Matrix, I'm going to be thinking like, how did this tie into the, you know, the 2018 release or whatever year it was? Yeah, that sucks. And then that making me think about the newest movies when I go back to watch the old movies, it almost ruins the experience for me. And I know there's going to be a lot of naysayers out there. Just enjoy the movie. It doesn't matter. But. Yeah, it do, it does take me out of the frame of mind when I'm watching these movies. You know, like that is the whole point is I want escapism. Yeah. When I watch yes. movies, I want to be sucked in and I want to be thinking about the movie. I don't want to be thinking how they ruin this in the sequel or like this part now is null and void. So why am I even watching this part? Because they told me basically this part of the original movie is a lie. 
and like that that yeah, sucks i don't think i i don't i would not like that i i get um i get that you know just enjoy the movie for what it is but yeah. if you are deconstructing and changing something i am already personally invested in and have love for yep. and you're and i wouldn't like that at all yeah so like that's the dangerous road they're gonna tread doing another pirates i think they got lucky because they did five and i don't think they okay. they didn't really tread on anything so yeah but if they don't bring johnny depp back yeah in number six i think it's yeah so yeah. yeah. So, how many gold coins do you give this? I, you know what? I give this five. I fully enjoyed it, and it was, it was beautiful to watch. You only give this five out of ten gold coins? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know it was out of ten. <laughs> it was how to? I didn't even know it was at. What if it was out of three? And I'm giving it. Five. It's out of however many gold <laughs> coins you want, but we didn't specify, so. <laughs> I give this 500 pieces of Aztec Ooh, gold. Okay. Is that how many they said were in there? 800? I don't remember. It's 273. I don't know. He said a number. He did say the number of coins. Yes. Now, I know it was a number. That's as far as it goes. It was 882 gold coins. Jeez, maybe I should be the one with the podcast. <laughs> yes. Um,. I super enjoyed this movie, so I would have given it um, 278 pieces of eight out of 279 pieces of eight. Okay. Yeah. Just because... Pieces of eight. Because he shouldn't have felt the burning sensation from the, the ashes falling on him. He, they lost, they oh, lost a piece of eight for that. That's why. Just for not letting him taste the apple. Oh. Couldn't give it to him, Oh, yeah. 276 pieces of eight because Jeffrey Rush should have got his damn apple. It's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So maybe there will be some more pirate movies in our future. All right. I think that was Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. All right. So what did we learn today? We learned that Pirates of the Caribbean just doesn't sound right, and that sometimes AI podcast hosts can be a little bit snarky. During this episode, I believe that I said that this was filmed partially in St. John's, and I think what I meant was St. Vincent. Stick around for next week. We're going to be watching Sylvester Stallone's The Samaritan. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Movies Underground. Let us know what you thought of the movie and what we might have missed. My name is Kevin. On behalf of Lori and myself, thanks very much for listening. Okay, bye. It's awesome.